Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Greetings, my friend. Thank you for listening. I want to talk today about how to support and nurture your sensitive children. I have so many parents that reach out to me who are concerned about their children. And when I talk about sensitive kids, it can mean a lot of things. But if you have a child or grandchild that is sensitive, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So these are children who some of them have the ability to sense or see or hear or just know um, energies around them. Some have the ability to communicate with angels and departed souls and guides and God and Jesus and the whole the whole gang. But that's not all that I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about children who have the ability to connect in that way. I am talking about any sensitive child, whether, and I, you know, you might have heard the term crystal children or indigo children. And they don't all have to fall under that umbrella, but we will talk a little bit about these kids today. So sensitive kids, and I will say that it seems an influx of sensitive kids are coming around. Many are already here and many are on the way. I do readings all the time for couples that, or even single people that I talk about their children who are coming and how sensitive they're going to be and that they need to be aware of this and what they need to do for their child. Now, I'm a sensitive adult, and you don't have to be a clairvoyant or a medium or intuitive to be sensitive, but most of us that are, um, we are highly sensitive. So there are a lot of things that I have to do to take care of me. But I wanna focus on what it is, and, and the things that I'm going to share with you, what you can do for your children Most of them are things that I do for myself, even. So, these sensitive kiddos. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit first. Um, I found some information online, and even though I could talk to you about crystal and, and indigo children, I found a really great website that had this whole list of what, uh, characteristics these children have. Um, and it was on a website. I want to give them props. It's, um, I'm not sure how they're pronouncing it, but it's G-A-I-A.com. It's actually a blog post from another medium. And what she wrote, I was it was just really, really good and very informative. So I wanted to go ahead and read you her list of characteristics of crystal and indigo kids. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, I have a master's degree in speech language pathology. And... I was a speech therapist serving children birth to three years old in their home for many years. That's my, that was my favorite thing to do, actually. And I met so many of these sensitive kiddos. And I remember I was, you know, I would even tell parents, you know, be careful. Your daughter, you know, a two-year-old who acts a little different than what might, you know, some people might call quirky or, um, you know, start putting... You know, she's just a little quirky, just different. And I said, be careful, because I said, 
so many of these children are given labels or diagnoses. And yes, I believe there is a place and time for some of these diagnoses, but sometimes I do not believe that they are correct. So it's a child who is different and does not act the norm, what quote unquote norm is, whatever that is. And so um, labels get put on. So just wanted to throw it out there. So some of these kids might have a diagnosis, they might not. And when I read these characteristics, keep in mind, um, you know, your child may have a few of them, your child may have several of them. So sensitive kiddos. So here's the, the list for crystal children that this author wrote. Okay, so they have large, clear eyes. They can be different colors, any color. Um, I mean, they can be blue eyes, brown eyes, but large, clear eyes, which seem to see right through you. A lot of these children, and I'm going to add things to her list, a lot of these children will actually look over your head when they're looking at you. They might look above you, beside you, and I believe that they have the sense to either see your angels or little cherubs around you or just feel them or just know there's things there. These crystal children are immediately likable, lovable. I mean, they walk into a room and everyone just, just feels the light coming from them. People are drawn to them. They're deeply affectionate. They love to hug or touch people. And I feel it's part of their healing abilities coming out. They are healers, actually. They may start talking later in toddler years, but that I have found, you know, that's not always so. They might actually talk early. And I would tell parents not to freak out if they're not talking by a certain age yet. I mean, these little kiddos sometimes just don't talk till they're two or three. Now, that being said, if you have a child, it, it never hurts to have the child evaluated and to see if maybe a speech therapist needs to come in there just to kind of get them going. And I met so many of these little kiddos that way. All right, so these children, they will love to sing or listen to music. They will be actually highly uh, psychic or connected with no need for even developing these skills. You may hear them talking to what you call imaginary friends. They may be talking to their stuffed animals or dolls or things around their room like that. And it's funny because I'll do readings for people. And just for an example, like a mother, and I'll be talking about her little girl who maybe is two years old. And maybe the woman came to connect with her dad just to see if he's, you know, watching over them, her dad who's departed. And it's funny because it's a lot of these grandparents will come through, especially grandfathers, and saying, you know, I play with them, all, I play with her all the time, and she's so bossy. <laughs> and it's just really cute to watch that mother just light up and say yes, because I hear her in there and she's very bossy. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, she's bossing your dad around without her knowing it's grandpa. She's just bossing around her friend. <laughs> so some of these kids do have an autism or Asperger spectrum diagnosis or label, not all, just some of them might, like I said, the little, one little girl in, that comes to mind in particular I told her mother to please be careful because I felt she might be one of those kiddos that they can't quite put a finger on, so they would give her the, the label. 
these crystal children are very peaceful and loving towards everyone. They are protective of the planet. They love animals. And I mean anything, they hear anything that happens to an animal or see one of these commercials with the animals mistreated, it will just tear their heart apart. These crystal children are very compassionate and forgiving. They just don't understand why anyone would bully or hurt another person. They are very sensitive to emotions and the environment. So crystal children are like a sponge. They will soak up all of the emotions of everyone around them. So if they, you know, these kids come home from school a lot of times drained. They don't feel good. They have stomach aches. They have headaches. Emotional roller coaster. They can be in a classroom and they're going to take on every little kiddo's emotions in there. So some children, you know, coming from a home where there's lots of anger, sadness, resentment, judgment. And there's some things that you can do for that. Um, so I'm going to point out real quick, one of the things you can do to help your child to not take on the energy of others, because they're a healer. So, and so many of us adults do that. We're taking on other people's stuff and we do it so much that we don't even know what our stuff is anymore. So one of the things I tell parents to do, my suggestion is number one, you start talking about Archangel Michael and you teach your child about him and that he is here to help them. He is an amazing protective angel that wants to protect their light and their beauty and their energy. And for little kids, you will know as the parent or grandparent how you approach this. So for little, younger kids, younger children, I tell the parents, why don't you say, you know, let's ask Archangel Michael to put his purple cape on us. He is making us, you know, Archangel Michael is God's superhero. He is. And so I kind of talk about it in those terms. Archangel Michael is going to put his purple cape on you. You are wrapped up in that purple light all around your body. And that right there actually acts as a force field. It truly does. I do it for myself every day. So the only thing that can permeate that purple force field is love or above energy. That's it. Everything else bounces off of it. But it's something you need to do every morning before your child goes to school or daycare or wherever they're going. Even if it's going to grandparents' house, I would still do that. Because love can get in, but that's it. Love can get in and out, and that is all. You know, for children that are a little bit older, you can just say, Archangel Michael, you know, surround us with your purple light. And have your child picture that light being thick. You know, just he's going wrapping them up and wrapping them up over and over and that he goes with them to school and their friends can't see him but they know he's there you know this your child knows he's there even though no one can see him and he's this huge angel that goes with them and he has this mighty sword just to protect them so that right there that very simple exercise will begin shifting things in dramatic ways for you even you you need to surround yourself with the purple light every one of us needs to do that so children, um, crystal children may be sensitive to loud noises. They may um, seem like they're spaced out sometimes, kind of looking off out into who knows where. Okay, this is the important part I wanted to bring up. They have a lot of allergies or food intolerances. And here's the thing. 
So they don't do well with a lot of chemicals in foods or the GMOs, the genetically modified foods. Um, and they can react very harshly to dyes, food dyes. And especially, I just read an article recently, I can't remember who put it out, but it's something I think we've all known, but it was research that was done that the dyes that are in foods, so just, for example, like a bag of M&Ms, all those different colors that is fake um, synthetic, well, I don't know if synthetic's the right term. It's the dyes that none of us should have, basically, but especially these sensitive kids. But the, what the article brought out is that red and yellow dyes, uh, there's significant evidence that it's causing behavioral issues with children. So children that are angry, um, maybe, or honestly, I can picture some of kids just having meltdowns. Now, the only way that you will know that your child is sensitive to dyes and I'm going to say there's a lot of them, a lot of children. I, I, if I had children, none of them would get any of the dyes. No way. Wouldn't even happen. I'm not going to put that in their bodies. I'm going to let them um, have natural organic things going into their bodies so that they're actually just being themselves. They're not being governed by chemicals. So the only way you would know is if you cut out the dyes for at least a week, if not two weeks, completely. And that's if you buy um, regular foods, not, not organic, and I understand it can get expensive to buy all organic, but if you have cupboards full of just the typical cereals and, and candies and all this stuff, you're going to have to look at all the, basically all the labels. You can't have any dyes. But you would see a change in your child, a huge shift within a week or two. Sleeping better, restful, not as irritable, like all kinds of different um, amazing things will happen. Uh, some of these crystal kids are vegetarians, not all, some are, and because they can feel the pain of others, including animals. Okay, a lot of these crystals are empaths, you know, they feel everything, and I just talked about that, how they will soak up the energy of others, and they won't even know the difference, they won't even honestly know who they are anymore because it, it's not even just their stuff anymore. Crystal children love rocks. They love to collect rocks and gems and crystals. They are drawn to earth or earthy things like playing in the dirt. And they do have a direct connection to spirit. They feel close to angels and ancestors and, and honestly past life stuff. Past life stuff will be weighing heavy on them, but they won't understand that that's what is going on. Even a little munchkin, your little two or three year old can have past life stuff that's weighing on them, but they just don't understand that's what's happening. These children are very artistic and creative. And if they, as they grow, what I found are these crystals, crystal children will, you got to watch when they get, I'm just going to say 10, 11, 12. I mean, you really have to start regulating the time on video games in front of television. They almost, they, they use it as an escape. And we don't want them to do, that's not what we're looking for is the escape from their sensitiveness, their high um, sensitivity. We want them to feel grounded in it. And um, so the video games and TV and all that really needs to be limited. I honestly tell parents no more than like a half hour. They need more time outside, playing outside in nature playing games with the family around a table, like regular old-fashioned board games. 
They need to have their hands in maybe helping you cook or create things. That's what these children need. But they will often choose. So they will choose the things that aren't good for them, again, as an escape. Now, these sometimes crystals are the teens who begin dabbling in drugs. And it's because drugs are drinking. And it's because they're trying to, they're just trying to push down their sensitivity. I know because, well, I've been told by many mediums, I'm crystal and indigo. We're going to talk about those next. And I do believe I have both. I have a lot of the attributes of both. And we're going to talk about indigos. But I was a teen who was very self-destructive. I mean, I was a heavy drinker. Very, I mean, I'm talking 14, 15, I started drinking. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was trying to, I was trying to deaden my abilities, my connection. Let's see. All right. So I think that's all I wanted to cover with the crystals. Now, indigos. So number one, crystals and indigos are here. There's many here. Some of us are adults and we're here already. We're paving the way for all of the kids that are coming, that are coming to change the world. I truly truly believe that there is a shift happening and we have to believe it's a beautiful shift to love and light and it's happening and so indigos and crystals are here to spread love and light and to make changes in the world the crystals are the let me heal by hugging loving kissing um healing that's just this crystal energy indigos are feisty they are here to spread love and light too, but they're going to just do it in a different way. These are the kids that come into the world uh, with an agenda. And they'll be the bossy two-year-old. Um, they have an entitlement about them. Like they, they were born feeling special and everyone else should needs to know that. Everyone needs to be on that same page. They can, be, they can appear confident or arrogant at times. It's just honestly who they are and what they need for their mission they have an high they have high expectations of themselves and others and you know this sometimes can make for challenging relationships or interactions they know what others potential is and they know the awesome potential so they really um, struggle I'm gonna be say like being compassionate to the level where, you know, they'll let someone not be as good as they could be. I mean, that, I don't know if that makes sense. So the indigo in me, when I'm mentoring people, it, I, I will not let them stay in victimhood. That's not what I'm here to do. And it honestly drives me crazy if I'm mentoring someone or doing readings for someone. And during the reading, it's like, this is going to happen. You just have to take this step and do this one thing. And I know they're scared and they're like, during the reading, yes, I'm going to do it. I feel it. And then they leave and they don't do a damn thing. They do nothing different. And then they have another reading. And I'm like, wait, I'm getting the same stuff. Did you do anything different? And they're like, no. And they'll just keep booking reading after reading. And I, I just put my foot down and say, no, I'm not doing another reading until you do. You have to do something. You have to take a step. That's the indigo in me. Because I know what's waiting on the other side of that step that scares the shit out of them is amazing, beautiful life. All right, so indigo see the world differently. They, it's funny, they know the way and they know what should happen and everyone needs to listen. 
this is, they know. And they often get offended if others can't see their vision or don't take action toward it or support them. Um, yeah, and truly, if indigos ruled the world, there would be no confidence problems. <laughs> They're very confident. They are the activists, the attorneys, the game changers, the rule changers. These are the indigos that are here and coming. They're here to change things, whether it's human rights or uh, laws about treating animals better or helping women escape the sex trade or, um, yeah, getting out of that kind of, like, all these, they're, they're here to change the rules, the laws, change things. They are usually music, musically or, or artistically gifted in some form or fashion. They have issues with rigid systems of rules. They, they are not rule followers. These are the rule breakers. Sometimes the indigos feel like lost souls that they don't fit in. And this was my story. Now, again, I said I'm crystal indigo. And, you know, your kiddo may have a little bit of each. It's not like it's one or the other. And my whole life, even though I honestly, everybody liked me. I moved around. I moved. I lived in South Dakota, then Illinois, Kansas, and all growing up. And I had a lot of friends, but I still felt different and felt like I didn't fit in. And I was not open to my abilities yet, but that doesn't mean I wasn't a sensitive, a crystal or indigo. I just didn't know what was going on. So I felt like I didn't fit in. I didn't even get myself. Indigos are very highly psychic and have that connection. Again, once it's either opened up or they are reminded, their soul is reminded of their abilities. They just come easily. Indigos can get very frustrated and the children that go to school, you're going to want to do that exercise with Archangel Michael with your indigo child as well because the energy of others will affect them. I'll be honest, in it, some similarities as crystal children but some differences the indigos get very angry. They will have like the um, explosive anger, but they also will have body issues. They will have stomach aches, back pains, headaches, neck aches. They will be on the emotional roller coaster. It's going to be pretty similar to the crystal children. They're going to be drained, irritable, pissed off. You know, it's something like you might say, gosh, what did you, you know, what happened at school? Or did you eat something that's like hyper something it, they may show up as hyperactivity even though you know sometimes they're going to be drained other times they're going to be hyper so all of these kiddos the best thing for you to do for them is start the day out with archangel michael i don't however old your kid is it doesn't matter he is the one you want to start teaching them about and you need to start teaching them and telling them not doing it for them they need to know how to call on this angel for help cut out the dyes as much as possible. And, you know, these sensitive kids, that means sensitive to everything, okay? The, the environment, stimulation, uh, they are going to be sensitive to sugar. They're going to be sugarholics if you allow it. That's, again, that addictive personality that can come with being an indigo or crystal. You have to really 
teach them moderation about everything. And as a child, they don't have moderation. As a parent, you're just going to have to enforce that. A couple other things real quick um, that you can do around your home. You can put up Himalayan salt lamps. And you can find them online. One of my favorite places to buy them is um, PelhamGrayson.com because they, they sell wholesale to everyone. P, and I'll spell it for you, P-E-L-L-H-A-M, Pelham, Grayson, G-R-E-Y-S-O-N. I believe that's how you spell it. If you get close, it'll pop up on your search engine. So Himalayan salt lamps, I would have them in their bedroom. And if they want to have it on at night while they sleep, fine. If not, turn it off. It's going to also help them physically. And I'll let you look up the research on that. It's easy to find online because this is kind of a long podcast already. Let's see. Crystals around your home. Um, Amethyst is a purple crystal. Very beautiful. Amethyst. It's grounding and calming. I would have one in their bedroom. I would have them around where they, where you sit as a family, dining room, living room, wherever. They're cheap. They're not, you can get big, small, doesn't matter. Again, you can get those on Pelham Grayson. They're going to help your child calm down and get grounded. So that, right, I mean, there's several other things that you can do, and I will, you know, I'll add more in a later podcast, but I wanted to kind of get you started, help you with your little sensitive kiddo. The most important thing for the kiddos that are open to their gifts and they do see or sense or feel things, and you do not, please honor your child and just at least be open that they can be, have different experiences than you. Because the worst thing for any child is to come tell mom or dad, I see a man in my hallway, just to be told there is no man there. Terrifying, if no one believes you. And then tell your child, let's call the angels, let's call Jesus to come get him. Maybe he needs help, and we're going to ask them to come get him and take him home. Take him wherever he needs to be. Take him to heaven, wherever. So, all right, I'm rambling. I will stop here. I love you all. And I can't wait till next time. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping Into the Light. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your family and friends. And be sure to visit Julia's website at juliatreat.com to sign up for monthly cyber swag, including meditations, rituals, readings, and lots of other life-changing stuff straight to your inbox. It's free.